0: Keep rolling, keep rolling. I don't even know the rest of the song. I just do that part. You just know the funky break. <laughs> and we are back for another week of SVS Live Fishing Podcasting. What is going on, my friends? In the house. In the heezy, push easy. I'll tell you what. Music sounds so good coming through ha- like a good set of cans. It's something we don't get to listen to a lot.
1: Yeah, you'd look way cooler with you know, some sweet headphones on in your car than just wearing your mask like an idiot by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nice mask.
0: You know what? We we did a lot of going around today to stores and stuff. And
1: You, you, I, you, you I had, had w- your
0: hanky or chif? No, I have a mask, like a full mask. And uh, I wear mine. My wife doesn't wear hers. My son wears his on his head
1: like a top hat. Wait, What's really <laughs> going on? I'm just looking around like what's really going on. I seen a guy in the store the other day. He was like breathing heavy, but he had his shirt pulled up over his to, to comply, you know, pulled up over his nose. He's pretty big guy. He's breathing heavy. Somebody from the that store brought him a mask, like, and I was in the mask too. And it ain't easy to or fun to breathe on a hot day. It's not, but it's just something
0: that needs to be done, you know. I mm. think at least we did something
1: pretty cool last <laughs> night. Your kid wearing them on the head? Oh, not yeah. advised.
0: <laughs> I know that's not proper proper PPE. <laughs> I, I
1: see a bunch of pictures on Instagram. Everybody's like at a party and they got their mask under their chin. Awesome, dude. I wish I was there. If you, uh, if you need to go get a mask, you
2: can get plenty of those at PredatorFlyGear.com.
1: Yeah, your buffy qualifies. You, you know? yeah. Check them out, PredatorFlyGear.com. Also, Eric's Hooks. Got to have some sticky hooks. I don't know. Maybe I just can't stick them, but they are sticky. And I use them, and they work pretty much all the time, except for when I throw poppers. I suck. It's human error. Check them, yes, check them out. Eric'sHooks.com.
0: Tonight's show being brought to us live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check them out at the updated Uh, Mark isn't here tonight, so we're doing all the Urban Fly Company promotions by ourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's probably still got, what, starter packs and uh, he has some other flies that are bass flies and things like that that would be just a good thing his, uh... for, for what's going on right now, you know? <clears throat> I'm still fishing the... Uh, the Deceivers, so check him out.
2: Why not fishing? And they're at the dock. Connects you with other people in other
1: areas that like to go fishing as well. That's why not with a K. K-N-O-T. Check them out. Um, also, what else you got here, Chad? Yeti. We, we got to check them out. Yeti. And Sims Fishing.
2: Queen City Guiding. Go get all your flies and guided trips in the New York area at QueenCityGuiding.com.
1: Also, materials on that website for your tying needs.
0: So, boys, uh, we do have a good guest on tonight. Uh, Andrea Larco is coming on. She's an artist. Uh, Check her out. We're going to get to hear all about her. She's a fellow Pennsylvanian. And uh, if anyone is hurting for some facts about Pennsylvania, we did a little show last night called The Intermediate Line with uh, Chris Adams.
1: No, just call somebody from another place that thinks PA is awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and Jeff Volch, and
0: man, oh, it was fun. Uh, do not let your kids listen because we got loose. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was but,
2: extra explicit, but it was a good
1: time, and it was all you know, good, kind-hearted fun. East, East meets West, wait, Wild Wild West comedy show last last night. Yeah, that was pretty funny.
0: So I think that's going to be coming out ooh, Friday.
1: January 19th maybe? Is it January? Or July, no, it doesn't matter. You you no, could just go ahead. Wrong and, with you. you could go ahead and back and listen to some of their podcasts. We want to promote that too because their ideas are far greater than ours but by by all means. It's it's a r- real deal podcast for the, you know, a broad fly fisherman or guys who are in that general area which would be the other part of the world. So they but, got some sweet stories, just as we do, and and it, to hear the differences in it, it's a it's a pretty cool thing. It's always thoroughly
0: entertaining, especially when a especially when we're on it. Oh, Chris is <laughs>
1: Chris is something else. No, I, I hope we didn't ruin their podcast. I'm sorry. He's a he, he he's a funny guy. He has the same type of humor that we have, which is like no holds bar type of humor. I missed it's a, just I missed your guys chat with him the last time, and I was that's, that's oh, upsetting. Yeah, but yeah. but he he seemed far more loose than when we. Had him on previously, you know, in the beginning there, and he's like, oh, "I don't know what the hell a podcast is." The last time we did it on
0: this show, it was loose. That was probably the hardest I've laughed in in months and months and months. Um, once again, not for children's ears, <laughs> but check that
1: podcast out: Intermediate Fly Line. Intermediate, Intermediate Line. Line.
0: So, uh, what was it Fourth Ju- or Third of July? I went fishing with uh, our good buddy Scott. I went up to uh, the lagoons up in Oh, my goodness. On Monday? On the day
1: after? The no, third? it would
0: be the day before. It would have been Friday, before we, 4th of July.
1: Did you tell us this already? No, I have not. Oh,
0: man. Here you go. So uh, we went there, and there were like 30,000 canoes. And if anyone knows what that boat launch is, I had a trailer for my drift boat, and there were like, there are cars everywhere. Everywhere was cars. But we got there relatively early. And we found a parking spot, but when we came back, at, well, we left at noon because there were just so many kayakers, and the wind coming off the lake was rough, and just and we had somewhere else to go, <laughs> so uh, we left there. But I was back in my boat trailer in, and some dude backed like across in front of my path of travel to unload kayaks. I, I let him go past me. I backed up into the boat launch and like him and I were paralyzed I like, what in the hell are you doing y- you couldn't wait 35 seconds for me to back down I'm not like every fucking other rookie around here backing up and jackknifing the trailer I know what I'm doing you couldn't wait 35 seconds for me to back up in he was like uh <laughs> so we left there and we went to a swamp that we we know has bofin in it and uh Scott and I were driving around we were trying to find the boat launch and he was going a little bit slower and uh there's a guy tailgating me because we were in separate vehicles scott and myself were and this guy tailgating me and scott pulled out off into a like a pull off i put my turn signal on and pulled in the turn off and this dude was like two feet from my my boat so i put my turn signal on i pull over i gave him the finger as he went by he jammed on the brakes and backed up, like, so he was parallel with me. I was like, what in the hell do you want? He's like, what? What's your problem? He's an old dude with his old wife. I was like, you think you were a little bit close to me? You know, you saw we were going slow. I used my signals. You couldn't give me a little bit of space. He's like, what? You thought I was too close? I said, that's exactly what I just said, old man. He's like, well, what what are you going to do? I said, get the fuck on out of here. And I... His wife gave me the finger and they drove off.
1: Chad, like, you're not
0: a bad man. You
1: know you sh- you
0: should be in these scenarios.
1: But I look, <laughs> what?
0: A little common courtesy and a little respect. That's when you fucking honk and wave the other way. <laughs> oh my god, people get my blood boiling. But we ended up going to that uh that swamp. I farmed a shot on mm. a bowfin. Ah, oh. like Scott saw it eat. I set the hook. He said it ate. I set the hook and there was nothing there they have oh. some really uh they have some really hard mouths they do have some really hard mouths because Scott hooked one and had it to his feet and it came off right at his feet so it kind of sucked that we didn't like actually get to hold one get pictures with it but uh we both caught like a little large mouth like 13 fourteen inches and then we were paddling back to the the boat launch I guess we we're rowing not paddling we yeah, weren't paddling you weren't in kayaks, right? No, we were in my drift boat. So we were coming back to the boat launch. Would I be able to go to this place with my... Absolutely. Cause uh, I did it in my drift boat. Yeah. Um. So we started seeing bigger bait fish, like inch and a half bait fish. I was like, Scott, keep your eyes open. You know, there there might be something around here with these bigger bait fish, because everything else we were seeing was small, like the size of a pinky nail. Hmm. Bait fish. And uh, I was like, the second... Keep your eyes open. Left my mouth. He said, "Look!" And I looked down. There's a muskie sitting there. I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." So, in like he reached out. We he reached down to grab his rod. And by the time like we saw it, and it saw us, it kind of like slurked back down into the uh into the weeds. So we couldn't even get cast at it. But it's just cool to know that there's another option that we have.
3: Hmm.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Hmm. It's a nice boat launch too.
2: You brought up people being a holes driving. Do you want to wait oh, till later, or you want to hear this now?
0: We got eight minutes. Can you do it in eight minutes? Oh sure, it, it can be
2: quicker than that. <laughs> Did I tell you about this, Chase? I think I told you about this. You probably yeah, heard about but, last night.
1: But it's a uh, yeah, a different uh, so, time So uh, the same
2: <laughs> thing, you know what I mean? Uh, just somebody driving like an idiot. You know, I'm I'm going 55 down a 40 in a 45. I'm already speeding myself in the rain, and Geez, doesn't some person, I, I didn't, you know, know what it is.
1: Did I got to say two wrongs don't make a right?
3: <laughs> yes, you probably should
2: <laughs> tell Chad and I we were wrong. But, no, this lady comes up, she's just tailing the crap out of me. She comes, I mean, she comes flying over this hill, you know, and it's a, right in an intersection that I've seen crashes in my whole life, and there are kids that play all through this, you know, neighborhood and everything, bunches of them, so, I just, she just, I mean, she was driving Two feet from the back of my car. I mean, literally, like, right on my car. So, you know, what do I do? But give her the old brake check, you know?
0: <laughs> you didn't use the turn signal like I did? Oh, no, 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 no <laughs> turn
2: signaling. Just just a quick brake check. And I, I mean, come on, we're going... I'm going 55. If I was going 40, I understand.
1: You're going 10 over the speed limit. Yeah, I'm already moving along. Where, where kids play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, and I'm. NMR, I mean, and there you got idiots in the road. Actually, gr- the grown-up kind, the type of. Grown-
2: They're going 65 down there, and this is coming down a little hill, so you're going to gain a little bit of speed, even if it's three miles an hour. Now you're going damn near 70, and before you come up that other hill,
1: there's always cops that sit there. Yeah, it, yeah, there used to, yeah, there used to be a little. Oh, you were on the main and,
2: road. Yeah, I was on 318. Mm, gotcha. Yeah,
1: nobody should be on your ass, and if they are, they should be passing. So. Bye. You know, I. You know, I. She tries passing me.
2: I let her not pass me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so now, now now she's pissed. You know what I mean? Now she's really mad. Now she's really on my tail, you know, a lot. And I'm, you know, doing eh, 55 I again.
0: I didn't hear that part. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he was blocking so, her like it was
2: NASCAR. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to get over, huh?
1: <laughs> me too. For no reason.
2: reason. Yeah, I'm passing a ghost. Uh, so... You, know, you got those sticky tires, right, Cole? <laughs> Oh man! So he's like, you like? I'm, I'm driving a goddamn race car, dude. I'm serious. The, the pink Taurus. Yeah, dude, it's a race car. <laughs> like, I you're, know you're, it's you're, a race you're, car. Your big ass SUV I, isn't. I mean, I could be flying down this road as well, lady. Okay. This is back when they put so, killer
1: motors in the in the little s-
2: cars still In small cars. <laughs> so. <clears throat> I get all the way to where my house is and I'm coming down the hill and I put my turn signal on like a nice guy and everything and she's just, oh, she's just mauling my ass and like, thank God. I mean, I'm surprised I don't have black paint on it. So I just stop and let her pass me and then I just... Follow her all the way to her house. <laughs> I follow her all the way to the house, and meanwhile she had had to have called her husband. Probably got my license plate. Thought it was some kind of psycho.
0: What? Well, you and followed her to her house. Yeah, I, I got am a
2: psycho. Well, I didn't know it was a her until I got to the house, and I see dude walking up the driveway yelling, you know, like a every other stupid ass redneck around here with a bush light in his hand and
1: a fucking giant
2: beard. And I'm like, so Jesus it was it was Christ. like a mirrored Im- image of you.
1: Fighting you, you—it was a bit like a drunk guy up against that mirror. You ever see that parody where he's like, he can't walk because the guy keeps stepping in front of him? You ever see that? <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> so he, you know, all I said to him was, you know, you don't have to drive like that.
2: There are kids playing that blah 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 blah. And he proceeded to, you know, scream the f word at me a hundred times. And you know, t- it's private property. Well, he wasn't Get there. What property. the hell? Ho- Thank God was he didn't he gonna shoot do. me. I mean, to be honest, I was—I should, probably shouldn't have followed him home. So. You know, I, I go back home. I get out, I get in my car. I leave. Go home. Well, I'm I'm in the kitchen. You know, I get my shower, you know, throw my clothes on, whatever. And sitting in the kitchen, my daughter goes out in the driveway real quick. She's going to just play with some chalk or something. Well, she comes back in, and she's <laughs> like, Dad, there's somebody in the driveway, and they want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, it's probably these people. They probably figure out where they live, and they're going to, you know. Here to yell at me for a while. I'm like, so I let the dog out first. Then I look up and it's a cop car. <laughs>
3: I'm like, oh
2: no. So I go talk to the, uh, the fine officer, dude. He was at, I don't didn't get his name, but he was a good, good guy. He seemed like the nicest guy. He was on my side the whole time. So he said, state, she was an idiot. Is it
1: state police? Yeah, it was state police. Because there's no cops out there. <laughs> in yeah, the yeah, land
2: yeah, of and, no uh, law. No, yeah, basically. But yeah, he came. He was he was a really nice guy. By the time he left, it was you know, take care. You know, hopefully you don't. Come back here for anything stupid like this again, but uh, he didn't say any- a word to me. Yeah, if anybody comes following me she to was my being house, an
1: idiot. you get the shotgun treatment. Well, she said, though. I by mean, at least got to get it out. <laughs> she was in the wrong the whole time, but well, either way, uh, I don't want to see nobody fighting over fucking driving. Driving's stupid enough already. Well, you can't drive like an idiot because you're going to kill people. I drive in town, buddy, and it sucks. And people suck at driving. And well, when when people, people come down well, my road people, more than twenty five, I get upset. People treat that road like it's a it's a
2: major highway. You know, I've se- you know, I used to when I was a kid. I can't lie.
0: No, oh, there's. Oh yeah, the first time I ever did a hundred miles an hour was in your dad's Corvette on that hill, well,
1: That very yeah. hill. Listen, <laughs> listen. When you drive fast down my road and somebody says something, and you decide to stop, oh man, we're all coming off the porch. Everybody, everybody. They, Better get back in the car and keep driving. Oh sure,
2: I mean I understand goes, that.
1: But thump you. Have a nice day, and don't ever drive through here fast. I had to thump some kid one day almost, man. He he actually opened his door. I was like, oh, I was running. I didn't even have no shirt on. I was going to juice this kid. We we <laughs> we did the same thing with a kid driving one of the motorcycles,
2: just flying down through there. He got all mad because some the grass was going on the, and that is a little dangerous putting grass on the road, you know, for motorcyclists. But. If he was going 45 and not 75 to 85, maybe even 100, nothing went wrong
1: would have happened. Hey, lucky you guys ain't in jail, you tough fucking guys. Yeah. That, hey, you're a tough guy? That's no, an, I'm that's not a tough guy. That's enough jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, I think we should go take a break and uh, come on back with Andrea. What do you guys say? Sounds good.
3: Smoking
4: they're bound to drop the dime. Insufferable in fallball crazy fools.
3: Wait with the fingers crossed for you to break the rules.
0: And we are back with Andrea Larco. How you doing, Andrea?
4: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
0: Oh, we're doing fine this evening. So, uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit for uh, people who may not have heard of you?
4: Oh, I'm a fly fishing artist, kind of like a little niche within a niche. And I create little designs for myself, for clients, for companies, anything that's fishing related that someone wants art for. Uh, I try my best to make that happen.
0: So, um... The the main reason that I know your art is, it's a like an outline of a fish probably we'd say, and then it's like doodle art inside of it. Is there yeah, a is there much. a certain name for that? Or?
4: Um, there wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I've been drawing like that since I was in junior high, and I always just called it doodling like you do. But once I started getting into it on the fishing side of things, I actually had a student from Uh, He was somewhere in Europe. I can't remember the exact place, the exact country. But he sent me a message and he asked if he could do a little interview about me for his class. And he called it Zentangle Art, which I had never heard of. And apparently there's a name for it now. It's called Zentangle Art.
3: Oh, there you go. So he
4: informed me on that. I didn't even know that there was such a thing. But apparently it's doodling or drawing kind of like in a meditative way, like repeating patterns and designs and it's supposed to be very therapeutic. So yeah, I, I mean, I guess it, it it is for me as well and I enjoy it, but yeah, it's called Zentangle art.
0: And how do you, how do you go about, um, coming up with a a pattern or a creation for a, a specific fish? Do you just let your hands do the work or do you like map it out before you start doodling? Or zentangling?
4: (laughs) Um, Zentangling. Now it's a verb. I like that. Um, When I started, I was just basically doodling, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, and in my sketchbook, I drew a fish, and I just doodled inside of it. That was about 10 years ago. So from then on, I kind of got bored with the same old thing. So I started trying to work with the surface of the fish and patterns inside the fish and complementing aspects of the fish into a more stylized abstract design into the Zentangle. So it wouldn't just be like, here's a big Zandala Zentangle, let's take an outline of a fish and cut it out of here. That wasn't really where i was going i kind of did the opposite and wanted to go with the way a fish moves the curves of their body and the curves of their head and their colors kind of playing off of all those aspects to where i am now which is kind of mixing an abstract stylized version of certain aspects of the fish with a zentangle design incorporated into it as well
0: and do you find different fish give you different opportunities to play with the the zentangling like Let's say carp with the bigger, beefier scales, and then trout have the different lines and spots.
4: Oh, that definitely, yeah, that makes it a lot more fun. I have had more difficult time doing some saltwater species because not a lot of them have as many, you know, depicting areas on their skin that are that would say, oh, this is a permit or this is a tarpon. It's more the shape of their body, not the markings on their scales.
0: Yeah, so, from Pennsylvania are big, shiny, silver fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that.
4: Pretty much. And mm-hmm. it also is difficult for colors because they're reflecting whatever colors are in their surroundings. So, yeah, saltwater fish, I mean, that's a whole different aspect, and I really enjoy doing those as well. Um, but doing it in a Zentangle way, I have to portray it differently than I do with trout and other species that are more familiar inland and in freshwater
2: um, where do you uh, look to get like inspiration for what you're doing, you know, with the zentangling?
4: Uh, honestly, I, I really don't. Um, it's other than just whenever I go fishing personally, and the colors that I see in some of these wild fish that I catch, those that's really inspiring, and I'm trying to depict that more in my artwork which is why I think that saltwater fish are also very difficult for me. Um, I started one of my early commissions was a grayling and I did it in all these blue hues. And once I actually went to Alaska and caught a grayling, I was still like, okay, I got to do another one. That's actually what I saw instead (laughs) of what I'm seeing in photographs that people are sending me and what I can find online. So I ended up redoing that species and did a whole other version of it. Because photos give you only a certain percentage, but the feeling that you get when you catch one of these fish is also what I'm trying to portray in my work. And there's a lot of joy and whimsy and, you know, playfulness that goes on when you're fishing that I also try and portray through my illustrations.
0: Do you work off of photos a lot or are you just going from memory and the, the joy and memory of the past experience with holding a fish?
4: Um, I have to go off of my photographs or photographs of clients that for a certain species that I don't catch often just to make sure I have the fins in the correct position, the right amount of fins and where the eye sets and, you know, how far the gill plate goes back because those are the definitive things that you will say make a certain species. And since I'm abstracting the rest of the design, I have to make sure what I have as far as the outline goes is pretty spot on. So it's half and half.
0: And there's quite a bit of abstract fly fishing artists around. Do you like, are you in contact with any of them? Like, uh, let's say Matt Stockton, for example, his stuff's abstract to a point, but not as abstract as yours. Do you ever like bounce ideas off other fly fishing artists? Um,
4: Honestly, No. I mean, I know a lot of other fly fishing artists and I've met them, you know, going to shows and, you know, just because it is a small industry and her work is fantastic and I love to see it. I follow a lot of them on my social media feeds and it's really, I think it's great and everyone has, you know, kind of their own unique style and how they do things and, but we don't really like call each other and ask for help.
3: <laughs> just, hey buddy. <laughs> <That's what you're... laughs> Where I should mean, this thing go? A...
4: <laughs> yeah, if I'm stuck on something I, I I can't really call them and say, Hey, you know, could you help <laughs> me with this? Because you know, everyone's style is so different. But I also think that's really cool. But I mean there are a few artists in the industry that I am kind of closer friends with that I call with and speak with just you know, to say, hey, what's going on? How's everything going with you? And it doesn't really have much to do with the art side of things. Just, you know, more on a personal level.
0: Yeah, just friendly talk.
4: Yeah.
2: So, you know, even coming up uh, when you were younger doing your artwork, did you uh, did you take art classes in high school, and then did you go on to take art classes in college?
4: Uh, yes, I did. I Since I was a kid, I mean, the first, my earliest memory is drawing something. And I I still, that's just something that always stuck with me. And through high school, I took as many art courses as I could. And um, when I went to college, I knew I wanted to do something with art. But I also knew that, you know, I didn't want to be a starving artist. And I had to be realistic about my expectations on what I wanted to do and be able to also, you know, afford the things that you want to have in life.
0: (laughs) You mean like pencils so, uh, to make more art pictures?
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, like food and stuff like that. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I don't need that.
4: So I actually started, I went to the Rochester Institute of Technology in upstate New York, and I started my degree in graphic design because my high school art teacher said, well, you can do your art, and, you know, graphic designers are in demand. So it wouldn't really feel like, you know you're going that far outside of your realm, but after I did it for a year and started taking a lot of the the graphic design courses and making my own fonts and doing typography and you know things that were placed a millimeter outside of where they should be for design i and I realized the people in my courses weren't artists per se they were designers and there is there is a big difference um you have so much more freedom as an artist and designers. It gets very, very technical. I mean, there's a reason that things are placed on a page and layouts exactly the way they are. And I didn't feel like I had as much freedom to do what I wanted to do. So I ended up speaking with my financial or not my financial, my, um, my advisor in college. And he said, well, you should look into illustration because you take all of the same graphic design courses but you also can take your fine art courses. So it would be a nice medium. You could still work in graphic design, but you'd be able to do your art and you'd have a leg up on other graphic designers when you get out of college because if people need spot illustrations, they wouldn't have to pay someone outside to get the work they'd need. They would be able to have you and you'd already be on the staff. So that sounded good to me. So that's what I ended up doing.
0: And how long have you actually been... Uh, a professional artist like since you got out of college or while you're in college?
4: Um when I was in college I worked I did telemarketing and I called RIT alums and asked them for money to donate back to the college. I was one of those annoying people. That sounds
0: like fun. Oh yeah.
4: I I did that for a while and
0: after I graduated.
4: (laughs) I know, right? Well, you know, it was a job and it was college. It is what it is. Um, But after I graduated, I worked worked in a restaurant, like a little cafe as a hostess and a cook. I, I made like fancy French salads and stuff like that. That was fun. But I ended up working for a company that designed figurines for stores like Hallmark and stuff like that, you know, like little gift shops. And there was a group of illustrators there and we would draw the figurines and the designs and the snow globes and stuff like that. And, you know, all of the information would get sent over to China while we were sleeping. And the next day we'd come back and they'd send us back information on, you know, what you changed and we'd fix it. And so it was product design. And that was a lot of fun. Um, that was right before the economy tanks. And being one of the newest that had worked there, I was one of the first ones that they let go when the economy went. So I ended up moving back to Pennsylvania after that. And I worked in advertising for a local newspaper. I also worked at a local screen printing shop and I did the artwork that came in for customers. And um, after I started drawing some fish art for my fly tying studio, because I started fly fishing when I moved back to Pennsylvania, it just kind of took off from there. And I quit one of my day jobs at um, the screen printing shop. And I was like, I'm going to stay working at the Gazette because I love it here. I love the people. I'm never going to stop working here. And everyone there was like, no, you're not going to work here forever. But a couple months later, I, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I had commissions backed up over two years and I was like, well, if I'm going to try it, I might as well just give it a shot now. So
0: you said you don't love the Gazette
4: that
3: much. <laughs> well I yeah.
4: I mean I I still do and there's such wonderful people there it's like one of the first places there I at the um at the screen printing shop that I really liked the people that I worked with and we became friends and you know it wasn't your standard office environment but I liked doing advertising for them and I would lay out the paper some days you know and I had page two, so I'd laid out the weather and crime reports and stuff like that. I don't know, I just thought it was fun and interesting and I really liked the company. But since I work for myself now, you know, I have a dog and that's my she's my best friend. She's my studio buddy.
0: Do you <laughs> do you read the Gazette to your dog now? <laughs>
4: <laughs> she doesn't say much back, but she is she is pretty amusing.
0: That's cool. Um, oh, shoot. What kind of
2: dog
1: is it?
4: Oh, I have an English Bulldog.
2: Oh, awesome. Awesome.
4: Yeah, she's, so, she likes to snore and makes a lot of noise.
1: So once your art started getting out in abundance, somebody's, people make phone calls to you, hit you up, like, can we get this? Can we get that? How how'd everything just take off from where it is? Because four years is a long time to do something like this. Yeah. And, and still be, you know, out there and people be interested. It's it's uh it's not easy. I've seen a lot of people come and go.
4: that's the thing. There are a lot of people that come and go, and um it is difficult because i mean it's it's work and the thing is it is artwork, and I love doing artwork. But once you turn it into your full time job, it is a job, regardless of whether it's something you love to do or not, because the only I get to drop maybe five to 10 percent of the time, the other 90 to 95 percent is not doing artwork. It's doing everything else that runs a business. So I think that's why a lot of people kind of realize oh, this may not be what I thought it was going to be. And, you know. It's so, easier to to go to a job and work 8 hours and come home and you do what you want to do.
1: Let the boss but, handle it, right? And now you're yeah. the boss and everything needs handled. So
0: exactly. Can, can you go into that a little bit? Um what what does a day look like for a self-employed artist? Do you wake up like do you have a certain time you wake up in the morning? Do you draw for so many hours and then do emails or what what's the day-to-day for Aunt Andrea Larco?
4: Um I work at night usually right now i'm working at night um i live in a house that doesn't have i don't have air conditioning it's it's older so with the heat during the day it's like it's too hot so i've been working at night um so but i wake up in the afternoon <laughs> and you could be a
0: comedian too
4: <laughs> i i guess i could no one would find me funny they wouldn't pay maybe you guys because i mean yeah you, you're just being kind but <laughs>
0: <laughs> we treat um, everyone the same we're not being kind <laughs>
4: <laughs> but usually i mean i wake up and i let the dog out and i'll sit on the front porch while she chases the cat around and does her thing in the yard and smells all the flowers and i'll check my email go through my social media and post something that i took a photo of that i was working on the night before or something that popped up in my memories from years past of a fish that I caught that maybe I, since I can't go fishing right now, I've been posting some you know, photos that have been popping up from fish last year. And I'll check my emails and go through all that fun stuff. And then after the dog comes in, I'll get her fed and I'll grab something to eat. And then I go up into my studio and start going through what contracts I have. Um, lines up trying to make sure that I'm in contact with everyone and sketches are out to where they need to go and everything's in line with where my contracts are and after that usually I uh, go to my online store and I make sure I have all my orders packed I have to usually do my inventory I'd say about every couple weeks or every month I don't have like a SKU scanner thing to check all my inventory so I go through a lot of that stuff manually and make sure I'm up to date on everything that I have and if I'm running low on stock I have to make sure I get that information out um, to get things reprinted because I have all my stickers done at a local shop because I try and support small business as well since I also am a small business Um, So, like, right now I have a decal reorder for my local shop to have more decals printed. I just did inventory last week. And then I have to make sure I have all of my packaging supplies up to date. Because if I come out with something new, like this week I have, um, I came out with four new hat designs. I made some patches in the past couple months that finally came in. And I have to make sure I have the packaging for those. So I'll sit down and do inventory on my packaging materials and get all that stuff ordered for anything new that's going to be released. Make sure when I do release it, I have something to package it in, send it out. And I'll stamp and write out thank you cards and tags for like the hats that I did. But the place where I get my patches done, I, they just do fantastic embroidery. But they're unable to sew them onto the hat. And they're unable to embroider the design directly onto the hat because it's too complex. So there are a couple of days last week where I had to spend my entire day sewing hats and knotting hats up and getting those finished and packaged back up to make sure those are good to go. And fighting with the cylinder head sewing machine because that needs to be taken care of. It's an old like manual machine and. It's really cool, but you have to make sure everything's oiled and the right needles are in there. And I started working on the hats and broke a needle and realized that was the last needle I had. So I had to stop and order some more needles And the hats are going to be released a little bit later than I wanted them to because I had to get more needles ordered. I should have been paying attention, but it's mostly things like that. Just a lot of little details to try and make sure everything's kept up to date and when I want to release something new, making sure I have everything to release it and on top of dealing with unforeseen things that come up during the day like right now I'm dealing with my lawyer because someone stole my artwork again.
0: That stinks. Does it does happen frequently for you? I see a lot of other artists like complain about it.
4: Well, like on a weekly basis usually. Oh, that's it? Oh, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, it was really disheartening in the beginning, but for the most part, a lot of these people just don't know that you can't just grab something online and print it. And normally when I get a hold of them, they're very understanding and apologize and, you know, agree to take it down. And I, you know, can let I let them know that if they want something from me, if I work, I'd be happy to design something custom for them. Um, and most people are, are very kind about that. But mm-hmm every now and then I do have to get my lawyer involved. And the most recent issue that I'm dealing with is a very large company that stole my artwork and it's just, it's disheartening and it takes a lot of time and energy that I, that takes time away from everything else.
0: So So, and probably a lot of money from a small business owner like yourself to, to get the lawyer involved.
4: Oh yeah. He's hundred and fifty dollars an hour at just, you know, normal. So I and, and he he likes to car, like make sure even if he's talking about his family, I try and like stop and be like, hey, we gotta stay on point here. Like I'm an artist, <laughs> you realize this.
2: <laughs> so going back to the hats, uh you just start released a line of hats and what uh what are you putting on the front of them? What uh fish and what kind of features?
4: Um The fish that I have on New Hats coming out, I did a redfish, a cutthroat, and a brown trout. But I did them all in the same kind of character designs that I've been doing. Those little small watercolor characters that I did over the winter. Everyone seemed to like those so much, so I'm going to be releasing some hats with designs like that on them. And you guys are the first to know, because... I only just posted a, a picture on my Instagram of the one redfish. I haven't posted either of the other two designs yet, but I'm really excited for these. I think they're super cute and they make me laugh. That's awesome. <laughs> they kind of look, look like Bob's fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of sewing the patches on, did you have a history in sewing or is that just something you had to learn on a fly like to, to fix a problem? Like in... Oh, my
4: mom's a seamstress, and she grew up, she used to make my the clothes for me and my sisters, and, you know, if we were, like, gonna go to the YMCA and didn't have a bathing suit, she'd just, like, whip one up. Like, seriously, she's the master at sewing machines. So, uh, I learned from her, and so did all of my sisters, and it just, it just stuck with me. I don't know, I, I've always enjoyed sewing, and I don't, It's kind of nice to take a break from doing a lot of other stuff, just to take some time to sew. I mean, I also took some time to sew whenever, you know, quarantine started and I wanted a mask for myself. And a lot of the patterns I found online were kind of like, eh. So I made it my own pattern. And I actually took a couple months off and just sewed masks because I, I felt like that was important and people were asking for them, which led to... You know, me doing my own fabric designs, which is something my mother is a seamstress and a quilter, has been asking me to do for some
0: time now. <laughs> and she said it took COVID to get you to do this. Right? Yeah, very much. <laughs> so, uh, so
4: she's excited about it, and I'm working on sewing those up now, actually.
0: Is your mom into fly fishing at all or fish? Or is she like, yes, Andrew, she can does. you just make a design that I would like, please? <laughs>
4: Well, I mean, I grew up with three sisters and my dad taught us all how to fish when we were younger and my mom was into the fly fishing side of things. And I don't know, it's just, I've, I've always, me and my sisters have all always been into fishing and we, and we still are.
0: So, uh, being from Indiana, like I said, we're, we're also Pennsylvania folk. Um, what, what is your target species in Indiana? What do you like to chase the most?
4: Um, definitely trout. I don't know if it's more of like brook trout or brown trout, but I like blue lining for, you know, wild trout. They're my favorite. I mean by by far. Which is why I haven't gone fishing for a while because I usually do I just practice catch and release and want to fish for wild trout. And I know if the water's super low it puts a lot of stress on them. So I figured, you know, I can wait. I'll just wait for some more rain. I'll get out there eventually. I've got a lot to do. I'm in no rush.
0: There's always smallmouth, Andrea. There's always smallmouth. Yeah, that's true.
4: (laughs) That's true. What? I don't know. I'm I just I don't know what it is about trout. I love them. Oh, they're uh, beautiful.
1: The, the, yeah, the smallmouth are just a little bit uglier, but man, they could, <laughs> they could they could break your heart.
4: They're not ugly. Their colors are really cool. We, they have a lot of shades of green, and green is one of my favorite yeah, colors. We but. we got
1: a pretty nasty river, so m- mine are a little bit. They're just dull. <laughs> they're brown. They're plain. they plain. They could be the plain. I'm sure you could draw it up nice, but outside of that, <laughs> no. It, oh, man, I I think that's the. For me, that was the new trout. They I used to trout fish more, and it was mostly the stock game. But as soon as I learned that little game, but we got some bigger rivers that are pretty full of them. So, gotta go find you one. You know, you can fish at night too.
4: Yeah, since it's so hot, I do want to fish more at night, but I haven't. um, I I would like to though.
0: Can I get back to your art for just a quick second?
4: yeah, of course. I love talking about myself. <laughs> Good, I love
0: it. Um, so most of the time we see your art just in vinyl on stickers. You know, like when we go to shows and stuff, we see stickers. Stickers. Um, what medium do you do you make these designs in? Mostly, are you working in ink or what do you do? Uh, when
4: I started, it was rapidographs like the old school technical drafting pens which i love my rapidographs i still have them it's rapidographs on bristol board and i would color everything in digitally because bristol board doesn't take well to um color unless it's ink Uh, but as time went on the ipads came out and i ended up getting an ipad and procreate came out which is fantastic and i got the procreate app on my ipad and i have rarely done a zentangle design on crystal sense just because it is so much easier to make changes for clients if i do it digitally i can have everything every change on different layers i can save different versions of it and if my client needs something changed, it's I don't have to go and redraw an entire piece. I can just go back to an old layer or d- add a different layer to it, and
0: bam, there it is. That sounds so. But that sounds super cool.
4: <laughs> it is, but I mean, I just I get migraines, and staring at a computer screen for so long does get tedious, which is why I started doing a lot of little watercolor character fish, Um but the iPad is still my number one easiest go to
0: your bread and butter.
4: Yeah. It does take a little bit longer to do just because I have to make sure I have everything on different layers and the colors are right. And, you know, I have everything the way I want it to be set up, but in the long run, it, ends up saving me time if anyone wants changes and for a lot of my clients I want to make sure the piece that I'm creating for them reflects their business and their style and what they're looking for so there's you know a sketch process that goes along the way of okay I like this but I don't like that let's edit this and that'll be perfect so just doing it digitally makes a lot more sense
1: so when, when a customer calls you up goes kind of start the process is it is it more of you know something they want or or is it you know everything they want do you take it are they are they able to place their exact order down to the t or is it like a design and and you'll filter in things and let them be the choice through that that's how all that goes through
4: um each client's different it really depends some people say here's a fish species that i want do your thing And other people have an exact idea of what they're looking for. And I'm able to go through sketches to try and put onto paper what they can, what they're describing to me.
1: So do you like to do your thing a little better? Does Does that make the day a little easier?
4: No, not really. Because I feel like people say that because they aren't really sure what they want to begin with. But once I start sending them sketches, they kind of realize that they do have an idea in their head. And it usually takes me longer to get it out of them that way.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, Anyways, show me something. That's what I understand there.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, I think everyone kind of has more of an idea of what they're looking for. There have been a few clients that were like, here's a species that I want, do your thing. And I'd start to work on it. They're like, first time, like, that's perfect. That's it. That's what I want. You're done. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. That's. That hardly ever happens. So when it does, it's
3: pretty awesome
4: (laughs) because my work, I, if I just let myself go, I can work on something for, oh, I don't even know. I'll sit up all night and just keep drawing and I realize the sun's coming up and it's just like, okay, yeah, I should have gone to bed quite a while ago. I just got caught up in things and time passes pretty quickly, but for the most part, I think most people do have an idea of what they're looking for, and I just have to try and figure out a way to to put it on paper.
0: I have the new best, latest, and greatest idea for you for a money making scheme. <laughs> Every time I look at your art, I think of the adult coloring books. Do you, did you <laughs> yeah. ever do you ever think about coming out with uh with something to that effect?
4: Um, that's actually been the plan from the start. Oh, and really? when people started purchasing my artwork I leased it by the year and so I'd have to wait until you know the lease is up on their artwork to for the rights to come back to me for me to be able to put it in a book and currently over I have ah geez. I don't know 150 plus custom pieces And they are all licensed or coming out of license. So, yeah, the plans for a book have been in the making for almost the last 10 years. I'm just waiting for a lot of everything else to kind of come out of being under contract and looking for a publisher, which I'm on that right now, actually. So, yeah, that's getting close. Good deal. I'm, you read my mind, though. I'm happy that you that you went there.
1: I'm glad we're on the same page. Ch- Chad would have it. <laughs> Chad would have a couple sitting here and there, right? Yeah, man. My wife loves the
0: color. My kid loves the color. Who don't love I, the color? I, 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 I scribble. I love the color. <laughs> I'm a scribbler. I mean, I stay in the line. Speaking of coloring, I saw you did the, uh, the Derek DeYoung coloring over... Uh, the COVID break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: that was so much fun. I love Derek. His it was stuff is so awesome. And I wasn't going to like formally enter. I just wanted to color for fun. Um, and then when I did win one of the prize, they had a little picture of. Like the kids who won, like honor honorable mention. and I was like, no, send my prize to that kid. He looked so dejected.
3: I felt so Uh bad.
4: Way to go, Andrea!
0: You broke his heart. Uh,
4: But they got a hold of me. They're like, no, no, you won. Like we're gonna send this stuff over to you. And Derek and Janelle are just so sweet. Yeah, they're amazing. That was that was fun. I I enjoyed it.
1: Um, would you say easy money? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
4: there was no cash prize. Involved. I'm just
0: joking. She's the ringer. <laughs>
4: but
1: <laughs> so they're slapping your hands together.
4: He did give he sent me like a pair or a set of like playing cards, and I love cards. And I thought that was really cool. I like them a lot. And like glasses, like a set of drinking glasses and a hat. It was it was just really nice of him, Janelle.
0: Um also, one more thing about your art. There's not a lot of uh, backgrounds on, it looks like, on Instagram. Do you draw backgrounds on pictures of fish, or is it just like the fish on the the plain like white background to make it pop out?
4: Well, since a lot of the people who ask for my stuff um, is for apparel designs or okay. for logo designs, I don't put it on backgrounds. Um I have done a few with a little background on it. Like I have a redfish and I put some reeds around him and he's swimming through the water. Um, but for the most part I don't put backgrounds on it. Mostly it's for the use that my clients are using them for and also because I I mean, they're so busy as it is. I feel like if I put in a background on some of these things, it would just be like Oh just get lost I don't in the I don't know where to look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of so over the top as it is but it's difficult to look at just the fish i think a background might be a little too much
0: and your decals um like i said we uh we met you down in pittsburgh like four years ago and you had size ranges from the real small to what's what's the big ones uh 12 inches
4: yeah, I, I have 12-inch ones as well. I think, yeah.
0: I, think I bought a 12-inch muskie off you. It's on the side of my boat right now. Um, do you find many people buying the bigger ones? And what like where do they go? Do they go on trucks or cars or people's windows? <laughs> you know?
4: Well, most of them were for boats, and I had them facing left and facing right, so you could put them on either side of your boat, and they would both face forward. Um, but over the years just trying to keep up on inventory for so many designs, it wasn't very cost effective for me to keep the 12 inch decals and the six inch decals I felt were a little small. So I'm kind of unifying everything into just eight inch decals now and all the six inch and all the 12 inch decals I marked down and put on closeout out on my site. And there's also um, a sale going on with an extra 30% off of the lowest price just to move them out of my inventory and try and streamline everything into the same size
0: okay and do you find you sell more like when people like a a show like let's say cabin fever for example where people could come up and like put them in their hands and say this is really freaking cool more so than oh yeah i don't think people realize
4: how big yeah, like how big 12 inches is. When they see it in person, it shows I sell a lot more of the big stickers.
3: <laughs> yeah. When cool. you can hold
4: something that big in your hand, you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's huge. Okay, we need this for something. Like, <laughs> people put them on their refrigerators and all sorts of stuff.
0: <laughs> I, I can see a big 12-inch permit on a kegerator.
4: Yeah, or, like, on a cooler. I mean, they can go on anything.
0: Heck, yeah. Like I said, um, so – are there shirts out now with, uh, with your designs on them or Yeah, are you, are you printing lot. them or
4: I'm not printing them. That's You're the not doing Like I'm, I'm working in a 10 by 10 studio. So I, I don't, I honestly don't have the room for inventory, which is why I, I usually just sell the rights for my images for other companies to use for apparel. So yeah, there's a lot of places that have my artwork. Um, on apparel it's just the only apparel I sell right now is hats I have one shirt that I have on clothes out right now that I had printed uh, a few years ago and I'd like to do a couple more shirt designs but usually when I do a design for myself I'll post it online and you know to share what I've been working on and if someone else is interested in buying it so usually I just end up selling it and then I'm like, oh, I'll just do something for myself later. But it but hasn't then, happened yet. They usually sell before I get the chance. <laughs> and then you don't have to
0: worry about printing them or selling them or keeping inventory. So it's a win-win, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: And then you have to wait for it to come off license for your book.
4: <laughs> yeah, that, at some point. I mean... <laughs> Uh, There might be a series of books at this point with as many designs as I have. I'll have to figure this out.
0: (laughs) So what's been going on with Bob?
4: Uh, Bob is on a hiatus since uh, most of my ridiculous ideas for Bob comes from stupid things that I do or I see on the water. So since we haven't had much rain here, I haven't had the chance to go fishing that much. And uh, my Bob ideas are on on low right now but i actually have like a little notebook full of bob ideas but i just with as much stuff as going on a lot of people for the quarantine you know kind of got used to not going to work and it was kind of the opposite with me i became just inundated with work and masks and making new designs for hats and um keeping up with some of my current clients who want new designs and new clients who want new designs. And I just need to like, take the time every night to start drawing Bob again. But at the moment it's, I just have been overwhelmed with everything else. And when I usually, when I go fishing, I think of more ideas and I'll write them down and throw them in my pack or I'll put them in my phone and they're on my board next to my desk in my studio i just have to get to it it's one of those things you know when you're running a business that doesn't really seem like a priority because i'm planning on coming out with a book of bob
0: as well the big book of bob
4: yeah (laughs) that's a good name see i like that you need
0: to keep us around she has an idea man
3: (laughs) (laughs)
4: But, I mean, at the moment, when I have bills to pay at the end of the day, it's not something that is imperative for me to do. So he kind of gets put on the back burner from time to time. And it makes me feel bad because he does brighten my day when I, when I have time to illustrate cartoons with him.
0: Um, we talked to Rick Harrington uh, before on the show. And he says when he goes out fishing, he'll sit down and just draw, like, while he's out and being inspired. Do you ever take the time to do that while you're out fishing?
4: I wish I did. And there have been times where I was out fishing and thinking this would be beautiful to, you know, draw something here or, you know, make an, a landscape of just what's going on right now. And I should start carrying, you know, a sketchbook with me when I'm fishing, but I just, I don't know why it hasn't occurred to me when I'm, like before I go fishing, it hasn't occurred to me to throw a sketchbook in there. But every time I'm on the water, almost every time, it does. I do think about that.
1: I'm I gonna,
4: should have one with me.
1: I'm gonna do it next time when I'm in the back of the the drift boat. When Jason looks back, he's gonna he's gonna see me sitting there, the long gagging.
3: Boy, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get
1: scolded. I'm just gonna get scolded. No you're, casting, just drawing today. You're sir. gonna sketch the back of yeah. Jay's head. Yeah, I'll be like and as long as you do the profile of my nose. Oh, look, uh, I'll, I'm gonna tell a real good joke, though. No, it's gonna look like you know the the male thing. Your head. You know what I'm saying?
0: Jesus Christ, the male thing. So,
2: I
1: mean, just on, on another,
3: on,
2: on on a on a more uh, you know a, a real fishing talk note. Um, so you talked about grayling a little earlier and. Uh, what have you got to go any other cool places catch some exotic fish fish away from you know like where we live in the middle of Pennsylvania
4: I uh, yeah my my sister lives my older sister lives in North Carolina and I would fish on the coast when I would go see her and with Abel I was They picked me as one of the able women, so a few years ago, I was able to go to Belize and fish for bonefish and permit, and that was amazing.
0: Did you catch a permit? Yeah, by accident. (laughs) Isn't that how it always goes?
4: (laughs) Well, I was, I mean, how often do you double haul in Pennsylvania, like, all the time okay, maybe you do i i I blue line, so i yeah. i didn't know how to double haul anything i mean I taught myself how to fly fish like uh i'm not very i'm not the best fly fisherman as far as you know
1: you join in the club i don't i don't know i
4: i mean i taught myself you that's know? good that's good so, there's
1: there's room for improvement in all of us.
4: Exactly. So when I was down in Belize, I had, you know, Laurie Murphy was teaching me how to double haul off the dock. And I caught something. And I'm like, what? And she like, I started reeling it in and I was stripping it in and she grabbed my line and it was a permit. I'm like, what? Just, She's like, how did you just do that? <laughs>
0: that? That doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> you got a double it was haul just for it
4: little it was probably not even the size of a dinner plate like just this cute little permit it was so it was adorable and she pulled the line up next to the dock and he flipped off and she's like i can't believe he just got a permit off the dock just practice casting <laughs>
0: so did, did you learn to double haul
4: Well, I can say I think I did, but, man, some of those women that I was on that trip with, were just like Diana Rudolph and Lorianne Murphy, like learning how to double haul from them. uh, Come on now. I mean, I got the gist of it, but I'll never cast like those women. They're freaking phenomenal. Like Meredith McCord was on the
0: trip. I mean, come on now. What's she now? For real.
4: Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) She only does this every day of her life. That's right. She and one... they wanted to film me fishing. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is going to be the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been did fishing you, on the flats before. Did you tell them
1: put you right on top of them with the indicator? <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, I did catch Get me some closer. fish. me closer. I got lucky. But, yeah, I I figured it out. It's just uh, the, the way those women cast, it was really something cool to see. I had
0: a blast. You should take the two-hour drive, come up and fish with us. We'll put a twelve-weight in your hand and show
1: you how to double haul for muskie. It's,
0: it's
4: yeah, a, I think I need a helmet.
0: It's a different game.
1: We all wear helmets. You need yeah. at least something, a heavy sweater too. I don't know if there's
4: anything there worth keeping at this point, but I think a helmet
3: would still be <laughs> <on the air. laughs> uh, I'm saying to,
1: to not be impaled so deep that we gotta go to the hospital and buy a hook. We'll put we'll put runner hooks on. We'll just clip them off for you. We'll, Here
0: you go. We'll
1: pinch, yeah, barb, we'll pinch your barbs back. on your flies.
0: That way, there if you go. do hook yourself, it comes right out.
4: Yeah, I, I learned pretty early on um, when I started fly fishing to fish barbless or take the barbs off because I was fishing my local river and I was fishing upstream. I didn't realize how far down the line had come. And it went on my left side. So when I went to cast off my right side, it landed in the top of my shin. With the barb in it, and I could, oh my gosh! It took me like half an hour to get that darn thing out. I, yeah, I learned early on to make sure that I pinch the barb.
0: That's. I just bought a pack of a hundred hooks yesterday, and I had no idea they came barbless. I was so upset, but then I, <laughs> then I, I went out and caught carp on it yesterday. And I was like, oh, it's not that bad. It pierces the oh, fish's I face fish easier. Now.
4: It's so much easier barbless. I freaking love it. That's all I fish now.
0: See, I, I always say, if my son comes into the boat with me, I'm going to fish barbless, but he never wants to come. He wants to play stupid Minecraft.
1: And you never want to fish barbless.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to fish barbless. <laughs>
4: oh, so that's your excuse. I see how it works. <laughs> He's a monster.
0: <laughs> but actually, we, we actually did do a little podcast last evening, and my son was next, or uh, across the street at the pond, him and a... The other co host who's not here this evening, his daughter, they were catching bluegills with a, a homemade stick rod, rod. With yeah, a stick rod.
1: rod. Hey, whatever, Aww. whatever gets you out there.
0: Yep. I mean, it's not like we don't have 15 fly rods in the garage, mm-hmm. but they made one out of a
1: stick and one to go.
0: <laughs>
4: That's awesome.
1: So, what would you be fishing for your trout down there now if you had water? You like hopper dropper or? Is it just top water in the summer or how do you fish 'em?
4: Um if I'm fishing if I'm blue lining for brookies or browns, I mean it set me up with like a stimulator and a either a pheasant tail, a zebra midge, or a rainbow warrior. I mean, that's all I need. Do
1: you tie your flies that you fish with?
4: Yeah. Stimulators not so well, but
1: they float of the a time little
4: bit. I can get them to float.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: you ever try a I pink need, squirrel? Sometimes
4: I need a little extra frog fanny, but. <laughs> there you go. You're doing better than me. <laughs> yeah, I like to tie my own flies.
0: And you can fit that in your uh, in your schedule? Do you do that right before the sun comes up? After a um, long night of work? I
4: haven't tied in quite a while, but because when I used to enjoy tying a lot more, I would tie constantly. So now all of my fly boxes are full. So I told myself that I'm not going to tie any more flies until I go fishing and lose a bunch of them. That way I have somewhere to put them.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, that's all of our goals, to go fishing up yeah, so to right? lose a bunch of flies.
4: Well, it's going to happen anyway. Regardless, I seem to cast into a lot of things that uh, I probably shouldn't.
0: I always, so. call, I always call that the river tax.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, that's awful. I had to pay today on a $17 oh, no. game changer.
4: Oh, oh no! Stupid pike! Oh jeez!
2: I've never lost yeah, that's, a fish. Yeah, that's
4: an expensive loss.
2: Yeah, for a fly, you're like ah. I, I my friend tied it for me, so you know, it it was a gift, but it still it still hurt that bad. <laughs> oh, I bet it, it was would. it was working jeez. that good, but. Uh, have you ever tried any, like, you get into, like, the pink squirrel? Have you tried any of that for the brookies? I've, I, I, me and Chad have gotten into the brookie fishing a little bit just this past year, and I found a lot of luck with that fly. And, uh, even, uh, what is it? The, uh, oh, the other, Jesus.
0: Jesus is not a fly. No, it's not a fly. It, I just <laughs> lost it in my head. Um,
2: like, the, uh, the stone flies, like, any of the decent sized stones at all?
4: um yeah they work but i mean it depends on where you're fishing like the water that i like to blue line in my area the it doesn't get a lot of stonefly hatches so i'm more like turning over rocks to see the closest that i can mimic towards it other than a rainbow warrior which basically doesn't mimic anything but they love it and (laughs) I mean, Lance Egan nailed it. I mean, it, it's close to the lightning bug fly, but not really. And it, they just, I, I don't know what it is. And I like tying it because it's pretty. <laughs> there you
0: go. At the end of the day, that's all that matters.
4: It is, right? It's flashy, and they love it, so it works for me.
0: That's we tie game changers and drunken disorderlies and you know stupid little nymphs probably work better. <laughs> At the end well, of
4: the I mean day. it all depends on the fish you're targeting. You know, the ones I'm going for are probably about the size of some of the flies that you fish. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chad just started getting to tying some dry flies as well, and they look pretty good. And I I, I can't wait to fish one or
0: two. Well, thank you. I'm a, actually when we release this podcast, it's gonna be next Sunday, and I'm gonna be in Kentucky. So uh I'm gonna try to fish Hatchery Creek down there. Um it comes out of Lake Cumberland. So I don't know. I haven't fished dry flies for trout in a long time. So I've been trying to up my game a little bit.
4: (laughs) Well, that should be fun. What is it? Just like long leader and make sure to stop your cast high. Isn't that what they say? So it falls on the water and doesn't
3: slap it. I
0: I don't know. Honest to God, Andrea, I've caught three trout on dry flies in my entire life. Uh, What? Yeah. Don't that's how you
1: that's how you run a fly fishing podcast. We slap the fly down, right? <laughs> don't we? We sl- we slap the fly down over here. We slap it down. We want them to know what? we're we're ho- hunting for them. Honest to mm-hmm. God, I see.
4: That's like, I yeah, heard... that sounds like bass fishermen and pike fishermen right there. See, you're you're letting that just, show. Just fancy,
1: like just fancy the fishermen. That's all. We're just fancy.
2: We want to get one. <laughs> we, we fish for you know twenty inch plush brown trout too with you know the
0: streamers as well. Anything that wants to eat the streamer. But I did hear uh, some good intel from our our buddy, and he said down the lower part of the the creek, right where it comes into the the bigger river, it's loaded with carp. I was like, oh, that's my jam! So I got a bunch of mop flies tied up for for the carp.
4: Oh, that'll be fun.
0: <laughs> Do you ever get into that game, Andrea? Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Oh, there's
3: in no-
4: the summer when it gets too hot, I would I fish for carp, and they are you have to be. Very patient. And I mean, they're, they're so skittish. I would just have to stand if I would want to get, even get in the water, because if I'd be walking next to the stream and I could see them in there, it's like, they can hear your, you walking like the vibrations through the water or something. They just all scatter.
0: That's we have, so, a we have a pond across the street that has carp in it. And if I wear flip flops over there, I don't catch fish. But if I go barefoot or in like sneakers, I I catch more fish because I think they hear the the flip-flop flipping.
4: Yeah, I bet you they do. Like If I want to fish for them, I have to stand, if I do get in the water, just stand there for about 20 minutes, half an hour, not even casting or doing anything, and wait for them to come back from wherever they hid while I got into the water. And then it's like your first couple casts are the most important because if you cast it wrong or if you... Try and cast it, and it hits the water the wrong way. Like they're gone again.
1: So,
0: so you stand I, you stand in the water for twenty minutes and wish you had your sketch pad.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: looking for <a> hidden carp.
4: <laughs> Those are the mo- moments when you're pondering what what you're doing with your life when you're just standing in the water waiting for a carp to come back.
1: <laughs> it could be worse. No, it's, it's you could have worse. a bow and arrow in your hand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, pe- people, people kind of ask what you're doing, and you don't really got to answer though. You, you,
4: yeah, because if you say anything, they're gone again. So it's, <laughs> you're thinking like this is when uh, telepathy would be awesome, and you just give, you just glare at them like move along.
3: Thumbs <laughs> <them> up.
0: <laughs> Spread your arms really far, but, but like really far apart, and think gold.
1: Don't the carp <laughs> carp probably live in the best places though? You could go anywhere and catch them, all the places. Yeah, yeah, the... yeah.
4: They and I mean, I they fight like freaking crazy. And as soon as they take off, they go under the biggest branch, limb, or fallen tree that they can find. If you don't get a hold of them quick enough, I mean, they are smart fish.
0: You know what? If they, they it. if they jumped, I don't think that Erie steelhead fishing would be as big time as it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, have
4: have, I probably agree with you there.
1: See? <laughs> people would be too busy carping, carping everywhere. Huh? Yeah, if carp
0: left left the surface and they breached, I I think people would chase them as much as they would chase They the do, one.
1: just not on your hook. Ain't that weird? I see carp yeah, jump all the true. time. I see them jump all the time. I'm like, oh, fish jump. And then you see that brown carp. But those aren't the ones that are eating. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not interested in none of that. They bought carp for like I don't know. I, I kind of look at them like I want to catch them because they're big, but then I'm like, nah, uh, I'm good. Next, next thing, push me off. <laughs> Let somebody else cast.
0: So, Andrea, we've had you on the phone for over an hour. Ah, uh, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you would like to?
3: Um,
4: I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay.
1: Everybody well, says that. Sweet. So, where?
2: I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just Anything joking. new and
1: upcoming? Yeah, is there You know what I mean? People, uh, you know, do you, you want people looking out for something? You mentioned the release of the hats. We're not getting this out till next week, but um, also where people can contact you and all your handles.
4: Um, I'm on Instagram at Andrea Larco. That's A N D R E A L A R K O. And that's also my email, AndreaLarko at gmail.com. And I have a Facebook page for my artwork. It's just facebook.com slash art by Andrea And I have an Etsy shop, which is com.
0: And that's where people but, can and, get your decals and your new hats?
4: Yeah, I get my decals and prints and hats and patches and limited edition stuff and original artwork. And if anyone wants anything custom, feel free to contact me through my email or through one of my social media sites. And I always have my phone on me. So I check it all the time. Yeah. I try and stay like up to date with that.
0: And you get back to people quickly. Thank you for that.
3: <laughs>
4: if I don't, I feel bad because then it like disappears on my notifications and I have a really bad memory. So if I don't get back to someone like quickly, It'll be like a month, and I'll see it somewhere, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, did I seriously not respond to that? Like oh no. I shouldn't have waited. Yeah, every like every now and then I might like, slip through the cracks. So if someone does get a hold of me and they don't hear back like within five minutes, just like send me another message. <laughs> I won't find it pushy. I promise. I'm just and <laughs> just keep it'll keep me on my toes. But for the most part, I try and be pretty prompt about stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: All righty. Well, hey, thank you so much for the time this evening.
4: Yeah, it was nice speaking with you guys. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast, and it was nice talking with you. You have a lot of really great questions. You kept me talking for almost an hour and was were very polite.
2: <laughs> In this corner...
0: The defendant, weighing in at 375 pounds and breaking the law three times, Tyrone Biggs. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, the fuck are you guys getting this shit, bro? On top of our heads, I yes, I don't know. I I, Sounds like night court. Or, uh, yeah, it, it what? It's, not night court, uh, but uh, Bob. Uh, not Judge Judy, but the other one. Yeah,
2: I, I, a lot of ladies watch it from, like, working in their kitchen at their house. It'll, like, be what's on in the other room. And how from, like, do you know like what retirees? ladies watch while they cook in their kitchen? Well, no, when I'm working in their kitchen, they're in the living room watching some shit, and I hear that. So it's
3: divorce <laughs>
2: he did It's like divorce writing out the plaintiff's fucking name underneath <laughs> them, you know? With a, with like, it's like a fucking Tyrone. typewriter, you know? Tyron Tyron Begums, Tyrone Biggums.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, Tyrone Biggums was Dave Chappelle when he was a crackhead. But he can't weigh 375. No, <laughs> he's the fattest crackhead ever.
2: <laughs> can't yeah, lose, he huh? Been about
3: 125.
1: Can't, <laughs> can't win or lose. Okay, some of us have been fishing. So Jace, go ahead. I guess that was a lot of people fishing, dude. You seen them out? Yeah, like, I, I think uh, I think I think our temp temperatures got people to the point where it's like, oh, it's nice out. Let's go fishing, and and that was across the board. I went at. At dark, I like fly fishing right at dark because some of the areas I go, I know there's just like street lights and you know town lights. I could actually see a topwater eat or you know just scenarios that are created. I guess there's fish there. There's fish there all the time, and if they're not getting pressure that's when I want to go. I go down there. I'm like, ah, oh, it's money. I see the bike tracks from everybody else throughout the day, and and I don't see no bikes, so I think I'm cool. I get down there, and there's. You know, people all over it, three different people out through there. And I'm like, I'll fish here for 10 minutes. If I don't get nothing, I'm out of here. And so got blanked there, went down to another spot. And I'm like, oh, I'll try over here. It's like people lying in the banks, which I know it's a nice night out. People are probably drinking beers and shit, you know, hanging out with their friends, having a good time. They can't go to time. the bars because of COVID. Yeah, well that's what I, I'm drink trying. bush lights and throw them on the bank of the river. I guess. I was just coming out to get a couple of licks in, but that didn't yeah, you happen. You might as well. So I went out actually this morning. I was like, oh, I'll take a ride in the boat. Pretty bored, so throw it in the water. Or actually drop my bike off first and throw that, you know, in the weeds. Go up river, dump my my stuff in off like a feeder creek and then hit the bigger river and I'm going down through, not catching nothing, catching a lot of trees and stuff like that. You know, hitting the bank, catch, throwing it in the trees, trying to fish in the shade, trying to get close without creeping you know too hard into the spot but it was nice out pretty sunny i got down to this little you know spot that we usually catch fish in there's a a mixture of water coming in now in this area because it's a little lower after it takes on a lot of water seemed like it was gonna be a prime day river had color i was like hitting the banks even down all the way to that because it's sweet in my boat i could just ride all the way up to that and put my feet down (laughs) <laughs> I ain't got to back up into that spot, or, you know, it's, it's, I ain't going to pull over. So I tried all over the cross, the, the both sides of fishing down through there, and I just didn't hit nothing. I was like, oh, I'm out of here, not the right time or something. Went down through and actually missed two fish. I kind of parked the boat and went around. Small mouth. Yeah, they, there was enough water to create an island. You know how that island's out and goes around. So I was like, I'll fish this small side. This will be fun, something more tactical, cast through the trees and stuff in the shade. You know, my kind of fishing. I, I throw it out there. I pop, pop. Little one, he eats it. I see him. I'm like, oh, miss, uh, automatic miss, a whiff, you know. So I know they let him eat it. I throw it right back in there. Like, I watch him fully eat it. He swims back to the bottom before I even do anything. And I'm like, I got him. But I ripped it right out of the water. No, nothing. Didn't touch him. I'm like, come on. So go back out. I and...
0: suck again. <laughs> I go. Yeah, no.
1: I go. I, I fish that all the way down back into the main. Now I'm, you know, fishing back up to my boat. I'm just gonna get back in. Well, I made a few casts across. There's this little eddy on the other side. I was like, I could put it in there and get a, you know, work it through kind of. Well, nothing happened in there after like three, four pops. Cause it's fast water, but you hit those spots, you know, you catch them on the edges. Well, I'm kind of dragging now, you know, I'm like, you know, swinging my popper downstream and I'm I'm actually picking the rod up to make another cast and one pops up, it comes up and hits it. I'm like, oh, like I, I definitely pulled it out of his mouth. So I cast back across and it, I don't know, it didn't happen on that first cast. I was like, and I just put it out there and let it drag with like a down, you know, just let mm-hmm. it drag across. He come up and ate it, dude, and I let him have it, and I stuck him. I'm like, I caught him good, Got and I get him all the way, about 10 feet away. He jumps up right in my face. I'm waiting about waist deep. He's right there and pops off. I'm like, it was a chunky fish, too, probably a 16 or more. It was a nice fish, and how he hit, how he, with color in the water, and they're just aware, man. All these fish are aware. Don't. Don't underestimate any spot and, and like I said, that's a newly formed what, two days ago area with water in it. Fish will move right up into current. Fish are trying to move around and explore new areas and hunt. So
2: Well that's just eye opening. Probably some new
1: food there. That, well, not only that, is new structure, new a little new current. Like he he went up in there. I was, I thought I was gonna get into more fish in that, and it was just a little just a little cut. So
0: in the little darker water gives them a little bit more ease to be camouflaged. You your... What they think is.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was fun. I had a, I had a little fun thing. Rode down through, got my boat, throw it out, rode the bike back. So instead of going on road, I go off road. And it's like a kind of trail. It ain't bad. I ride right down through there, dude. Sweet. Make it all the way back. I just can't believe how that's how like, how much it changed? Yeah, it is what it is. And hopefully it'll be a walking park one day and I could go back down through there without crossing through gates or fences. Shit. <laughs> 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 Whatever it is. There was like a there was like a chunk of orange fence. It would look connected, but it wasn't connected. It was like here, slide this to the side. It was, like, telling me to come in. So I was, like, right down the trail just so I could ride where it was safe. But that's a pretty, pretty quick to get back. Boom, boom, right mm-hmm. back to my stuff and easy money, man. It was fun. I didn't catch fish like Jason did. No. No, we did. <clears throat> we I texted him. He didn't fucking text me back. <laughs> catch him. I'm busy
2: catching fish.
1: Leave me alone.
2: Whatever.
1: What time did you start?
2: Uh, we got an early start. I, uh, I was... Man, I we had a couple of hard days at work the last couple uh, Thursday, Friday, so I was tired as shit. And
1: uh, what's early? Seven?
2: Oh, just just long days. It was hot, man, outside. we working. I don't outside. care about work. I'm birds. talking about fishing. Oh yeah, but no, I was I was, and then you know Chad and I really got it in on Friday night. We put a fucking hurtin on a case of beer. Our wives go out to a, a winery together with a bunch of other women.
0: What's left for? Four, yeah, a piece. Yeah. Four beers. No, four beers total. we left to have a case
1: of beer. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Four yeah. left. They count there. how many
2: aren't there. I I, I <laughs> no, I brought five over today. Okay. So
0: <laughs> my math was off. <laughs> one beer off. That's in four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Just so you guys know. Yeah, this is this is
0: and, and a very quick those
3: quick
2: time. Four hours. By the time <laughs> our wife got back and you know, they were, we were just being blabbering idiots, and they were. Uh, we're not, not amused. We're
0: talking about sodomizing each other. <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs> so,
2: yeah, that was so. You know, my weekend, my weekend started out like this. It was bad, man.
3: Started
1: out like that. Yeah. Saturday, <laughs> guess, so yesterday, I did so much shit. So
2: like, when I got up this morning, it was like I was almost ready to call PJ and be like, "Yo, dude, I can't go." My dad will be fine to sleep in. Uh, I'm not going. But I pulled my ass out. I got up, got a shower, woke me up, got my coffee, pulled myself
0: out of my... Is that code word for doing something to yourself?
1: Is that progress when you think pulling yourself out of bed for yourself is progress?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, come
1: on. I'm doing it. it, I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it.
3: Fucking doing it.
2: Now, we're right on time. We are 10 minutes early. PJ was already in the parking lot. He was eating an egg McMuffin. I said, "I need to go get an egg McMuffin." <laughs> so we went and got egg McMuffins. And egg
0: McMuffins for everyone! Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Made it rain. <laughs> yeah. You Made get an egg rain. McMuffin. You get an egg yeah. McMuffin. T- egg McMuffins t- for everyone.
2: They saw my dad pull it through the drive-thru, and you know they got they got very serious very quickly. <gasps> <laughs> so we ended. Anyway, we got get started, and um, it was a little slow right down through the first stretch, and uh, where we usually stop right below that. Pretty clear Peach.
1: water, though, huh? Up there, it wasn't bad. No, it was about the same. Had and some color? No, it's low. And same. Just, yeah, I know. Low, that, low, low, low. You didn't get the water up there. There's other places that have a little more water on the river, but you weren't in it.
2: But Peach, he got a, a nice fish right, like decently quickly off on a popper. It was probably 13, 14-inch. Way bigger than any of the ones we caught last week on the popper. And yeah. He was throwing a decent-sized popper. And I had Dad throwing a... Little smaller, like a feather game changer. It was probably four and a half inches, and he was catching some small fish. And I'm like, okay, I'm about done with the small fish. This is, I'm, I'm cool on this shit. Let's, let's. Uh, all right, Dad, give me that, give me your line. And uh, Mark had given me that uh, full sink for the five weight, So they don't have the six weight anymore, and that's what we use today. <laughs> so we threw. I don't know, probably five and a half inch to maybe now six inch fly. You know, game changer. Uh, I got from Justin Uh It, it wasn't uh, the polar fiber. It was um. Oh, uh, it was more like a, a like crapper. No, like weave hair type of like a like some kind of brush material. I'm not exactly sure. To have to ask, but uh, man. Geez, it moved great and it was on fire. So we put that on and, and now some fish are starting to hit some decent sized fish. We're starting to see some good fish. Well, that's okay. I'll row, you know. I'm gonna get fish for a little while. You know, you want to row right right at the uh, the walleye place, you know, and then we go down from there and and go and start our usual run down through the spot. And lately, this spot hasn't been producing too many large fish. So
0: you might know why now.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, and, and not many fish at all, and I'm like, <clears throat> we'll hit the one tree spot, you know, blah, 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 and then move our way down, and man, right off the bat, I cast out, and I see this something just, I mean, dart as fast as can be, and just, just smash this fly, and I'm, oh, holy shit, yeah, I got something good on, I thought it was a smallmouth at first, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, a good 20-inch damn near smallmouth, and... He's, and, and immediately I made, when I hooked it, it made another move and turned in the water, and I saw clearly it was a pike. You know, I'm like, oh, it's a pike. No, it's a, it's a good, decent sized pike. And, uh. So what did it end
0: up pap- taping at? I didn't tape it. What do you think? I don't know. 24? Okay. No, that's a solid pike. I saw the picture of it. It was a good looking fish. I mean, it was thick.
2: <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It could have been a little bigger. I was smaller. I don't know. We didn't, we weren't worried about you it. Touched really. that thing? Oh, man. It, it, <laughs> It So, <clears throat> you know, it, it, I have a five-weight. We're not fishing for pike, per se. It, I have 30-pound test. Luckily, I had actually that fly line didn't come with a loop, you know, on the end. It so just, you had
0: that PJ tie nail knot for you?
2: No, I, I learned to tie a nail knot before <laughs> I went out west. And so I tied a nail knot on. I just nail knotted 30-pound on it because I was going to do like a foot or a foot and a half butt section and tie all my other leaders off of it. Well, it was it was a little long at the, when we started today. I'm like, ah, eff it. We'll just use the 30 pounds. I mean, it's not gonna matter. Thank God I did. When I looked at the when I got the fly line out <clears throat> after this fish swims me all the way around the boat. I mean, he's you know, it's just taking me wherever it wants to go because I have I have nothing. I can't do anything with a five weight against it. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm defenseless. So he's basically doing what he wants for we'll say 30 seconds or so. And then wind up getting in the net. I didn't think I try. I pick him up with my right hand. PJ hands me a pair of hemostats. Well, there's some trial hemostats. You thumb them. No, no. I I picked (laughs) them up. No, I picked (laughs) them up underneath (laughs) his underneath his gills. And uh, (coughs) or you know how we're supposed to pick up every fish. Yeah. And uh, and I'm I'm fishing for the hook out of there. And you know, like I said, we're not expecting to catch this fish anyway. But I had a longer pair of hemos after, after I tried getting the little ones in his mouth, and he bites the shit out of me. I said, give me a real pair of hemo, like my pair of hemos that are nice and long. I get those in there, pull the thing out. Decent fish. It was
1: it was that fun, your man. blood?
2: Oh, it was my blood. That, that wasn't the fish's blood. That was my blood. <laughs> That's people blood. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. He he bit the shit out of my finger. That felt terrible. Silly pike. So I looked at my line, though. Silly pike? Flies are for bass. Yeah, These flies are. And we'll get to that later, but um, I look at the line and right underneath the knot, I mean, it was like, it was probably like six pound test at this point. 30 was. I mean, I, I had to recut, recut my line and retie my fly on. That was terrifying at that point. And I should have, I didn't have any uh, steel leader on me. So I had floating, but no steel leader. Just what you need. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we just kept fishing it out you know, it was, it was moving bigger smallmouth, and that's what I was liking to see, and we hooked a few that were 14, 15s, and then, you know, then you're seeing a 16 here, and then, you know, now we're seeing some bigger fish, and uh, right after that pike, uh, PJ threw on a a big, you know, polar fiber game changer from uh, Mad River Outfitters, and it started just smashing fish as well, and so it was fun, we had a good day, I mean, then I was heckling my dad. We get down to a spot, and it's a little later. We're getting down to you know the lower ends, like where Chad likes to fish, his favorite spots. And I'm heckling dad. I'm like, have we have we spoken? That, about we're this getting to that guy? old big pill, like the old big bridge
0: yeah. thing. Have we spoken about this? How we all have our favorite stretches of river.
1: Oh sure. I like all your ones you're talking about. Yeah.
0: All the, I I like I like all I have, of them. I have like a 75 yard stretch that is my absolute favorite. And so we get to this pillar and I'm like, I'm like heckling my dad right before it. Cause we'll usually,
2: we'll, we'll fish a spot and then we'll, we'll actually push through like, it's probably like a hundred and so yards and then get to wake like where there's some nice rock edge again and usually go around like a little obstruction and start fishing. <coughs> and I'm just, man, where you at, dude? Where you at? I'm like, you haven't got any pictures of anything good yet. What What are you doing, man? What are you doing? You know, just heckling my dad. So he's in the front of the boat and uh he's casting. We go past that and just a little ways past that, man. He hits a good fish, you know, and it he hits it first and do go pump, pump 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 and I'm like, "Man, okay. This the rod's starting to really bend." I'm like, "Okay, Peach, Peach." So we uh I give the net to Peach and I'm he's dad's like, "All right, and it takes off down. We take we take off with it, you know." I'm like, "All right. We'll 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 We'll, we'll chase, chase this it one down. down. We'll <laughs> chase it down. We'll get on it. Like your tarpon fishing. Yeah, we'll get on it, you know, instead of, instead of you know, maybe anchoring up and having him fight it all the way back to the boat. We Against can, the current, yeah. Yeah, he can, he can, we can gain some line and, you know, maybe I'll swing, I told PJ, I'll just swing the ass end of the boat when we get close, have the, have the net down in the water and we'll just swing him, you know, your ass end right into him and we tried that once and it didn't work the first time Then the fish kind of went under the boat a little bit, but I pulled Dad yes, and back out a- enough, and then Dad was able to actually. Then the fish came right up underneath, right where PJ was at. So it was awesome, man. So what was it? Oh, a giant smallie, like uh, probably 18 and 18 and a half. So that was the biggest fish we caught that day. But biggest smallmouth. Yes, yes, biggest smallmouth. And but right after that, we uh, we were going down through. We hit a few smallmouth, and a-, a storm was coming in. And we're looking at radar, like man, we're about to get crushed. Then the radar kind of changes, radar kind of changes, and it all kind of went right just south of us. Well, we pull up underneath this bridge, and we're like, ah, you know what, hell with it. We'll stop here, eat some pizza, you know, do whatever, kind of chill out for a second, wait out the rain. Well, we just get underneath this bridge, and if you're in our river, you fish every bridge pillar. This is what I've learned. Every bridge, bridge pillar has a big fish on it, and this one has a giant log and everything else. So it's log, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Dad throws over there with that same game changer. <clears throat> Thinks he gets a snag. And then all of a sudden, it, will, boom, 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 it starts going down. And this thing jumps, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a nice fish. And he's like, oh, no, this is a big fish, man. And I'm like, ah oh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's you know, 16 or so. I seen it jump the second time. And when it spit the hook, and it was big, it was big, big. It was probably 19, 18, something like that. It was one of the upper, upper bigger fish. Who knows? He thought it was th- 27. You know, he was calling it like 27. <laughs> yeah. calling- yeah. At least, <laughs> yeah. was, at, least 27. at least 22. You know, it was the biggest fish he's ever seen before. But you he know, got a steelhead record. Yeah, it was it record. No, it was a good size smallmouth. It was a good one. Another good one we you know missed. I. We had so much movement on that game-changer today. It was unreal.
0: Chartreuse one?
2: It was uh, pink and chartreuse mixed, but it, you put it in the water, and it just looked like bright-ass chartreuse. That's really. called Clown. It was, it was un- unbelievable. I need Justin to send I Jace has one. I think it's a very similar color, <laughs> to be honest. And I think I need that fly that and five more from Justin. I don't know
1: what kind of fiber that is. That's like a... <clears throat> it's not... It's silky. It's smooth, yeah. like a smooth fiber. Like polar fiber.
2: No, no, you got a polar fiber one. Oh, yeah,
1: it's smooth too, yeah. though. Show, mine no, this shows one wasn't. up. Dude, mine shows up I so, have, so. I sweet. actually
2: have some. I have flies here in, in the box. I'll show you when we're done here. Okay. And what, it, what they're made of. Um, I don't have that same fly, but I have some smaller ones made with the same fibers. Okay. And we fished one of those after the. We went underneath. Okay, I'll get to the end of the story then. We fish um, just below that bridge and everything else. The Rain wasn't gonna hit, so we're like, hell, let's just go. If we, we get hit, we get hit. We get to the uh, one big obstruction. We go over. There's people there uh, throwing bait for catfish, and they caught one decent catfish. We just fished off the one side. They were they were trying to hold their spot. They were casting out to where we were trying to cast into, and you know, it's like whatever. Okay, see ya. You know, that's fine. Deuces, so, guys. We keep going down through and through some dad's favorite spots, and, you know, he loves that. He loves that dirty. Yeah. He loves that dirty, dirty spots. Uh, he likes to get grimy. Oh, We get down so there, grimy. and he, he's, he hooks a few fish, small, all smaller fish. We miss, and then he see we got, he has one come up and flash that was probably 17, and it just comes through like we were talking, one time. <laughs> I see this nice, small, I'm like, oh, my God. If we go back out there,
3: back. go back out
1: there, please, please, please.
2: You know, freaking out, and he gets about, and we and neither him or uh, PJ could uh, get it to come back. But PJ was running a uh, deceiver toward the end, and wasn't getting as much love as that that game, those game changers. Just changing games. The changers were big game changers. Were really eating up the fish today. I put a sink, like I said, that sinking line on the five weight, and getting it down a little bit, <clears throat> not even down, just to where you were, you know, a foot and a half down in the water. Yeah,
0: just out of sight.
2: No, you could see everything. You could see everything, even at that. Really?
1: Yes. Probably. Yeah. You were fishing you about a foot. I mean, you didn't fish anywhere that got any rain, though. That. I mean, every hit you low. could come
2: up. They were come up and just wax, and you could see every one of them. You just see that, your fish. You see your fly disappear, move in an opposite direction, and just go somewhere else. You're like, okay.
0: That's as much fun as fishing a
1: popper.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, it, half them, half them were hitting as soon as the fly would hit the water. You smack a. One of your flies was smacking at the top of the water. You just crush it. Should
1: have threw the popper chain game changer.
2: I know, I know <laughs> the popper game changer that's coming out next. That's gonna be next week's uh, try. I'm tying
1: it upside down game changer.
2: I I'd seen that a little bit when you and Mike and I were out. I threw mm-hmm. that game changer, but it was on a full floating line, and I got a decent one to move. Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
1: doesn't man, get down I threw though.
2: A, huh? I threw a sinking line with the same same fly, same kind of thought process, and just a big fly.
1: No, nah, you gotta have them lines for that.
2: I don't want to catch. I'm not. We're not out there for the little ones. I mean, I like catching a, like a lot of fish, but I want to.
1: you
0: want to sprinkle some big ones in? I want to see a. Here's, you know, three here's what 16s. I say. Here's
1: three or I want to see a 18. When 20 I, inch fish. When I explain it to people, I say I'm out here to catch only big ones or ones with balls.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> then some small ones. Some one's of them, you know, balls. they're hitting the flies that were, you know, the same size as them, and that's a fun bunch of fun too. So we kill it on this one fly. And we're going down through the end of the spots, you know, and Dad's fishing away, and he hooks a decent little fish. pum, gone. Fly's gone, you know, flies running through the water, and it's a, it's a little pike. It's probably an 18-inch pike. And he's he's pulling it over, you know, kind of toward the bank, and he, he could see that the line is going through its mouth. Well, I look at it, and I could see, like, the whole fly, I'm like, ah, it's all right, just pull it in a little bit. Being an idiot, I shouldn't have, I should have just listened to what he said. I should have just shut up and listened. He knows. I know. He, he knows. knows. Like, you he was don't like, know. <laughs> he was like, this thing's going to bust a fly off. And I'm like, just pull it in. And, you know, I got the net ready. I was standing in a friend boat with him. And I should have just jumped out and went over and netted it. Because it was in a shallow spot at that point. And then he just tried to pull it in like I fucking told him to. And there goes that fly. And I'm like, shit. Shit, shit, shit. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, those. Those flies are marketed at like, you know, $17 a piece. I got that as a gift from a friend, but, you know, and uh, it's just, that's a bummer to me. Man, that is bummer, a price on that man. pike's head, huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, you owe me money. <laughs> you, get that, you get that pike Where's you, you that find that game at? changer. Yeah. So Ask him the where the You know where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Please. Anybody seen this pike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. America's most wanted. <laughs> He's about
2: 18 inches and lives in a, a downtown area. <laughs> lives in the <together>. game,
1: <laughs> maybe armed with a game changer
2: yeah yeah but uh, overall just a, a really fun day that that pike was a you know a, a treat that
1: and
0: it was tired nobody stepped on any rods nobody stepped no, on nets no
1: no no it was just a <laughs> didn't nice throw no glasses n- out of the boat no, or no, just just no, launch your rod nice, out into the depths nope nice
2: no quiet, equipment's been broke. Nice quiet calm day. Everybody was real chill. It was real. It was real good. We had actually it was a fun day. I uh, no, ex- no no as they're supposed to be. The only excitement was the fish we were catching and that's you know that was the fun. That's the way it's supposed to be. As it should be. Yep. So I had a great time fishing, buddy Peach. So yeah. I love I love being out there. Till next time. Throwing some big game changers. You know the problem with I would I would take you, Jace, but you have too much of a mind of your own, and you would want to throw your own popper. You're, yeah, you would oh, want to throw your own idea I, and your own thing, and I want to catch fish, bro. Uh, and I that, have an idea of what's gonna work, and I know right. what's gonna work.
3: Oh my god! <laughs> a Everybody... clouser a
2: closer in the spring, and a giant giant fly in the summer. Throw them. Even I, I think I think a D and d would have been another fly that mm-hmm. would have probably fucking killed them today. I'll like catch those fish. the game changers are so nice, though.
0: So I, I was talking to Tommy about this uh, off air. And he, I was like, I love these D&Ds. I'm not going to throw them for smallmouth because we have pike.
3: You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
0: exactly. He said, dude, that's why Schultz came up with the swinging D, bro. That we don't have to do the deer hair head. Let's put a popper head on backwards. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm going to start doing is throwing some swinging Ds. Yeah, as long as they're big and ugly. Oh yeah, they're big yeah. and ugly, and they get the foam head. Put them on the the angled hook as well. You know, they're gonna be sweet. Yep. Yeah. Good.
2: Good movement. I I have a bunch of flies in that box. You know, my fly box that I don't I don't I haven't used for a long time, or I don't use. You know what I mean? I haven't put enough use to and. Some days I just find the time, and I'm like, or I find, like, it's like, I think this is going to work today. And, I, and I've been putting a lot more trust in the flies I haven't tried
0: and put a lot of time in before. And we, we're we kind of setting our ways and not throwing bigger stuff. You know, I think we should do that sometimes. I, I think it's a time of year. Yeah.
2: Like, in the spring, you're throwing smaller a little bit, and probably clouds or something that's going to get down. Something with that or, a, a, like, a deceiver with, a, like, lead on your line or... Any See,
0: any kind of shit like that. The spring I was throwing just led Dumbo eye flies and, yes. and hopping it, pop, 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 and but articulated like three and a half inches. That that wasn't working last time you and I went out. You know, I think something swimming, floating, fluttering, like a like a game changer, but like on a sinking line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Would be a better, more beneficial.
2: Yeah, I just get so much movement, and yeah. they can they can stay in... I feel like they could just without. You could even you could rip, rip and cover a little bit of area, and then pat, 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 with smaller little movements, and it'll it'll just get so much movement and not move out of a certain area. So if you're like in a seam, you could get to the seam quick, and then you're like boom, 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 and it's just down there, just boom, boom, fluttering and moving, and just kicking to the side. That's what Jason
1: says when he strips. Boom, 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 boom,
0: boom, You know what I mean, though. And and yeah, and then you can give him the pause. Yeah. Give the pause for the cause, bro.
2: There was a there was a f- few times even uh just like you were saying that same st- movement that you had with your popper where it was down. just even running down oh through yeah. a current yeah. one would just come up and just...
1: yeah they like know.
2: that some good times I I I I'm I love this kind of fi- as long as it's going to be productive I will smallmouth fish in low that's water a, that's a
1: a reason to go time. to the next launch and that would probably even be pretty easy for you or if you didn't have a trailer in that well, that next launch that. Them couple of runs. It's quite yeah. low right now, though. It's pretty low, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish, fish a big, big <clears throat> pool. Yeah. Yeah. How you could even probably make it back into there, you know what I mean? And fish down to the bridge, and if it isn't a lot of water, you know? Not a lot of water. Not uh, right now, but I mean... Speaking of that, did anyone else hear Beavis and Buttheads coming back? I've heard. My How many seconds this time? Yes. Dude, my brother used to make my grandmother tape that for him. That's pretty crazy, but she but always did. Look, uh, Be- we Be- love her.
0: Beavis and Butthead are coming back as older dudes, like 30-year-old dudes that have kids.
1: With a podcast.
0: I I'm sure they're they, they, I'm sure they back, got a podcast. They're supposed to bring back like Daria, I thought. Huh, uh, I, I don't know about that. I haven't heard that. I never got into Daria. I was always Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy.
1: Oh, Ren and Stimpy was great. So before it's time. Is that cartoons on VH1? Or, what, what Red Stipp was
0: on Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah. Where's Beavis and Butt Head? M- MTV. M- Where's Daria? MTV. Yeah. Man, all them shows are on there when we were a kid, man.
2: The good old days.
1: Yeah, you watch your videos. You watch real music, music, music. You know. Then there'd be a break for some dumb stuff. Once they started making shows,
0: they would have a pause for the cause. Mm,
1: I guess. But late night, you get you some Yo MTV raps. Dude, yeah, I used to remember watching videos of like, oh, Headbangers the, Ball, like was my tape, favorite, taping of the MTVs and stuff like that. I'm like, that's crazy. Back to, uh, can
2: I talk about fishing for one more second? Yeah, you know what never. No, so last weekend, you know, Dad and I were, you know, on on a little blue line, you know, just walking upstream, beautiful little mm. stream, freezing cold, blah blah blah. In
1: another part of the world?
2: Yeah, no, 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 oh, you're no, no. you talking no. about here? Yeah.
1: Oh, relatively here. Yeah, close. Okay.
2: To, not close enough. But and you know this week it's totally different. You know we we're you know it's it's this last and it's dry flies and you know dry dropper this and that and it and then just switching up and just going totally to okay we're throwing decent sized streamers and fishing for this kind of fish. Easy money, man. It, it's it, no, I like I like that we talked about that a little bit with uh or. On, on the podcast last night with uh, Chris, like, the diversity we have, and I love that, man. Gosh, I love that. My dad loves him some smallmouth, but I think he's starting to like the blue lining a little more, and finding the love for the brook trout a little bit, so, I, th- I think that's just so cool about the area we live in, we're so
0: lucky. That we can do so many different things.
2: Oh, yeah, and the musky fishing's right there amongst all of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That ties into so many different <laughs> yeah. things, you know? Yeah. I love it. I don't know. Go ahead with every, anything else you guys want to talk about. I just, This show man. brought
1: to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out. <laughs> PredatorFlyGear.com.
0: I guess Jace is done. He said, fuck this. Don't, don't slow the fucking...
1: <laughs> don't slow it up there, buddy.
0: Hey, Sims Fishing. Check them out at SimsFishing.com. Hey, if you're going to tie
2: fly, tie it on Eric's hooks. All kinds of different hooks, uh, from dry fly hooks to musky hooks to... Saltwater hooks. Yeah, trout predator hooks, uh...
0: AirXhooks.com.
1: Also, check out UrbanFlyCompany.com.
0: Check out our boy at Queen City Guiding, Ryan Evans. Time flies for all your needs. Check him out at Queen City guiding.
1: guiding. Yeti, built for the wild. Yeti. Why not? Com. Check out Why Not Fishing. They have an app called The Dock, brings fishermen together, check potentially shares some secrets and, uh, some bragging rights on there, I think so. Check,
0: check out, out our guest tonight, Andrea Larco. Check her out on all of her handles on Instagram and Facebook. Andrea Larco and Andrea Larco Art on Facebook. So check them out, guys.
3: Yeah. The go, hell,
0: Janie Lane, we speak your name.